1: Good morning. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified State bar trainer for over 25 years. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about the joy of living, and we're going to be talking with a wonderful guest who's coming to us all the way from Australia this morning. So that's pretty exciting. Let me tell you a little bit about our guest and his book, The Joy of Living Postponing the Afterlife by Barry Eaton. And let me tell you a little bit about him. He has an incredible background. He is a well-known radio and TV presenter in Australia. He's also an author and a journalist. And he spent most of his career at ABC and various commercial stations in beautiful Sydney, Australia, which is one of my favorite places in the whole world. He's also an astrologer, a medium, and a psychic intuitive And he is the host of Radio Out There. That's his interactive radio, internet radio program, which he can tell us how to get to that. And he allows his guests to share their metaphysical knowledge to everyone in the world that wants to listen. Barry, who studied mediumship at the Arthur Findlay College in the UK, he waits you hear his accent, it's fabulous. Um, He is also an acclaimed writer. Who has scripted and narrated many documentary films and corporate presentations, and you'll hear this voice that is to die for. Why in the world they would choose him is very obvious. As he also is credited with numerous feature stories for magazines and newspapers based on his expertise in travel, entertainment, astrology, and spirituality. One of his very popular previous books is No Goodbyes, and this is a Penguin book, which was 2015, which I'm going to have to read, and Afterlife, Uncovering the Secrets of Life After Death, and this was in 2013, another Penguin book, and that was his first book. And um, it's a classic among spiritual readers around the world, so I, we're going to have to have him back to talk about that one. But today, we are going to talk about the joy of living and what that's all about and the incredible, life-changing experience he had with cancer. And I love this in the introduction. At the end of the introduction, he said, "This is this is just to show you his personality, as I started my daunting journey, I was determined that my next book would not be written from the afterlife, which was the subject of my previous book. So we're actually getting him while he's live (laughs) and not in the afterlife. And I want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us, Barry. It's really fun to talk to you from all the way down under.
0: Oh, great. Thank you very much, too. Yeah, it is good to be alive. Um, I, in radio, we have a thing that if there's nothing happening, it's called dead air. Well, we're not going to have any dead air on this program, that's <laughs> for
1: sure. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so let's tell a little bit about your story. Um, it's wonderful that what you've what you've learned in life and what you've grown from life, but it wasn't exactly fun. Uh, tell us about why you decided this to write this book and a little bit about it.
0: Well, what happened? was that in 2013 I thought I had something stuck in my throat but uh, when I couldn't get it out and I went to the doctor and the doctor then told me that actually I had a throat tumour. And I thought, oh, that's charming, that's wonderful. And then I was whipped into hospital a couple of days later to have that surgically removed only to be told that I couldn't get it all. I would have to go into either have chemotherapy or radiotherapy or radiation, as you call it in the States. So... um, I was faced with the daunting prospect of not only that, but more surgery because of the uh, the fact that my thyroid was diagnosed as, as uh, having cancer as well. Oh so dear! There was more surgery. Yeah. And then they took out the other half of the thyroid, and, and uh, there was more surgery. So I had three major operations in about four weeks. So I was a bit over hospitals at that stage. So basically, what happened was I, I not being a person who loves taking drugs of any description, uh, I went away to have a little a, a deep think about this. I'm, I'm more of a natural therapy person. I far prefer the natural treatment. Sure. So I, I went away, and, and because I do a lot of, of meditation as part of my life these days, uh, I went into deep meditation on many occasions, not just one, not just one or two here and there, but I went into a lot of deep meditation to ask for advice from my spiritual helpers because I've got a few of them I work with on the other side from my books about the afterlife. And I was told that, yeah, we, we want you to combine your two situations, and that is the holistic side, but also have the mainstream medicine as well. I was a bit dubious about this at first, but then they explained to me that what they wanted me to do was to write a book about it afterwards. Now, I didn't set out to write this book thinking, oh, go! I've got cancer, I'll go and write a book about this. (laughs) Right. So I was actually actually given uh, the, the, the push from the other side, if you like, that we want you to write a book about it, and you're going to get more people taking notice of it. I realized afterwards I'm going to get more people because... Combining the two is going to hit home more than just turning around and saying, oh, yes, I'm going to go the alternative route, which is uh, happening more and more these days, but there is still a lot of um, doubt about the the total efficacy of it.
1: Right. So that's and the
0: story in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. So so you really didn't decide you were told to write this book?
0: <laughs> well, basically, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you don't go into cancer thinking, oh, I'm going to write a book about this. Right. And when, when I decided that after it was all over, yes, uh, I would write the book, um, then I was really motivated or inspired, I guess. Uh, it certainly wasn't done with any financial reasons. in right. mind. I'm not telling my publishers that, of course. But um, <laughs> it was basically to help other people. And, and I know that you do a lot of uh, counseling and, and mediation work and everything like that. And, and people do need help when they're going through extreme situations in right. their life. I'm sure you'll agree. Right. So I wrote this with my partner, Anne, Anne Mordinoff. uh She was my caregiver. And we want to just be able to help people to work out that they've got to do something themselves. You really must take some kind of responsibility. And that's what I did. And that's the the big message I want to get across to people is we need to take responsibility and not just turn around to the doctors and say, yep, it's all up to you now. Off you go. I'm going to sit back and just be a victim.
1: Right. And you also talked about how important it is to be positive during the time of going through this and, and really, um, because your your attitude is very important as well, right?
0: Oh, very much so. I mean, As you know, a positive attitude is is essential in any aspect of life. But when you're going through extreme health conditions, shall we say, if you're going to go into the negative, I've always believed in the universal law of what you focus on expands. So Mm -hmm. if you put yourself in a negative bubble, all that is going to do is to expand that negativity so if you can create as much positivity around as you possibly can, then that is also going to expand. I mean, you can't be positive all the time, otherwise right, you know, you're going to be like Pollyanna or something, <laughs> right. but I mean, even a battery has a positive and a negative side, so it's somewhere sure. in the middle, I find, as the best thing. So be positive when you can, but there's always going to be certain, certain negativity uh, in our life because that's what life is.
1: Right, and the emotions come up, but, but your cells listen in on everything you're saying. So when you're meditating, uh, were you, you were meditating during all this time as well, right?
0: Yeah, I was meditating all the way through, and uh, I also was very, very fortunate, because when I was uh, told by my spiritual advisors that uh, to do this, they also told me that I would be looked after. Mm. Uh, and that uh, they would help me in the holistic side of things, as well as the medical side. And there would be certain doors that were opened for me. And I found this to be the case. All sorts of things happened. Um, Do you know about John of God in in Brazil, by the way? Right. I I know who
1: he is, but I bet a lot of my listeners do not know. (laughs) So why don't you tell about John of God?
0: Yeah, sure. John of God is a medium in Brazil. And uh, he brings through, one at a time, the spirit of 33 different doctors from the other side, and they do this healing process. Now, people fly from all over the world to visit this little village called Abujania in Brazil, and the the healing rate is unbelievable. It's just fantastic. And I know people like uh, Oprah has gone down there on a couple of occasions. Uh, There was also a 60-minute program in the U.S. on, on John of God, and he's had an amazing impact on so many lives. I went there in 2008, long before I was diagnosed with cancer. And part, one of the treatments they have there is called a crystal bed. And you lie on this bed and this arm with all of these little um, lights comes off it. And you lie underneath this and the, the lights correspond and line up with the chakras in your body. So we started with red for the base chakra, moving right through to white for hmm. the crown chakra. And they're lined up on the body when you lie down underneath this. So you go into a meditation and it helps balance you. In, in a, I was unbelievably fortunate because there was a a local branch of the casa in uh, Malambibi where I live now. And it's one of the reasons I come up here to help them establish that. Uh, and at the time, they had a power problem, so they couldn't use their, their crystal bed. So they said to me, well, you need it. Why don't you take it for a while? So... Here is, I'm gifted this fantastic crystal bed just when I need it for the lead-up period to my radiotherapy and also for the immediate um, healing period afterwards. So this came to me as a gift out of the blue. So I I knew that this was just one of the things that my spiritual team, if you like, um, had helped me with. And and that's just one of many, many things they did for me.
1: Yeah, they say that... um coincidence is God's way of remaining anonymous. (laughs) I love that.
0: (laughs) I like that.
1: Yeah, so that's what happened to you. You had all these coincidences and synchronicities to help you through it. So, you know, here you are a medium, so you know that there is something on the other side. Um, But how did that affect you when all of a sudden, you know, you felt I mean, you saw that there was a possibility that this might be the end for you, right? So how did you feel about that? And how did you cope with that, knowing mm-hmm. that uh, there's good on the other side, right?
0: Oh, yeah, it's wonderful on the other side. I mean, that's our real home. This is what I've discovered, seen in writing my books, Afterlife and, and Then No Goodbyes, um, that we are visitors on this world, and we have visitors on other worlds as well, uh, because the, the spirit, the soul, uh, comes from the creator soul and splits off and, and each of, of our individual lives can be in, in many different places. Most of us are here on, on multiple journeys, which we refer to as past lives, which mm. is the subject of my next book, actually. Mm. But um, the, the fact that um, we are here, um, we are journeying onto this planet to have many, many different experiences. And this was just one of them that I was having in this particular lifetime, but mm. I believe we have life contracts, and this was part of the contract that I agreed to before I came here on this on this journey, so that I would learn a lot. It was a transformational point in my entire life.
1: Yes, yes. and And they chose you because you're so articulate, you can write about it, you can speak about it and you can share about it. And I think so you were a perfect candidate to, to get this, to be able to spread the message of, of hope, of how to get through these challenges in life. So I think it's really, yes, or do you want to, you probably on the other side, yes, I will accept this this call. <laughs> so that was... Well, look, I'm glad the- you
0: said that, Mara, because I... Um- From the first part of my life, right through until 1990, I was working full-time in communications, radio, television. I ran a media relations company and video production, all these sort of things. So it was all about communications. Then, when I had a transformational experience, which is known in the legal industry as divorce, then I moved into another branch of communications, which is the more spiritual side of things, and I believe this was part of my life contract. So you were spot on there yeah. because all of the training that i would had and all the experience enables me now to write, as you say, do radio programs, TV programs, all sorts of things. And I give a lot of talks as well to be able to help as many people as possible. And I, I do believe that is an important part of my mission in this particular life. I'm yes. not sort of saying holier than now, you know. No, 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 but this is your yeah. like
1: No, but but this is your purpose. You know, we all have yeah, a purpose. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and so this very much, well, this and most was, people
0: don't know what their purpose is.
1: Right. And sometimes you like you said your purpose changes. You know, you started out and doing radio and in mediumship, all these different things. I mean, I really feel a kinship with you. I started out as a teacher, then a litigator, then, you know, an author and a radio host and lawyer and mediator and all these things. You know, you would think I'm a schizophrenic, but I, I can really relate <laughs> to all of this evolutionary process that you get. I also feel like I'm being led to do different things, and I... I I sometimes don't know how it all is going to fit together in the puzzle, but you're you're completing this puzzle of what you're supposed to be doing. And so um, it's wonderful, you know?
0: Well, I think if we open ourselves up to this, uh, life can unfold in many exciting ways. I mean, other people are there, and there's nothing wrong with this, to, to lead a, a very straightforward and simple life because that is their mission in this particular life. That's their contract. And they are learning, they're clearing maybe past karma, all sorts of things like right, that. Right. We're all on our own unique journey. And that's the most important thing to
1: remember. Right, exactly. So, um, I got a kick out of it when I saw that, uh, you use the runes a lot in your life and I want you to yeah. tell, yeah. And I want you to tell my clients, it's funny when I, when I met my husband, uh, this, um, after my divorce, I met my hus- My new husband, who is, well, he's not new anymore. I've been with him 27 years. But um, what we did that first night is we I had my runes with me, and we threw the runes. <laughs> and and uh, we, it was funny because uh, one of our dogs together, we named um, Rado, which R-A-I-D-O, which is one of the runes. It meant, you know, g- Joyful oneness with the divine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. yeah, so I got a kick out of it that that you're into the runes, and that's how we spent our first date throwing the runes and reading the runes to each other. So let's that's talk. Fantastic. Isn't that funny? So tell us about tell my audience what the runes are, since I'm sure many of them do not know, and how that works in your life, and how useful it is to consult them for you.
0: Yeah, well, the runes uh, date back to Viking times, really, and they're little flat pebbles, and each one has a glyph on it, and that glyph uh, represents, and a little name attached to it as well. And there's a guy in the States, Ralph Blum, who wrote a book, called The Book of Runes right. and gave a, an interpretation for each of these runes. Uh-huh. So they come along in a little bag and I will sort of do a, a bit of a meditation, a quick one. I think about what it is and then I... I put my fingers in a little bag of rune stones and I scrabble them around a bit while I'm thinking about the problem or what I want to know. Ask or asking say, a question.
1: Yeah, like ask a question yeah. like, what should I be doing about my career? Or what should yeah. I be doing today? Or something like that. Yeah.
0: Or whatever. Well, I usually say something like, what do I need to know about this situation? Right. And that that gives it a a really broad... I mean, I'm in the middle of something at the moment and I I pulled the runes yesterday and I got the perfect answer, Mm. the answer to my problem. I've been doing runes now for over 25 years and in all that time, every time a rune finds its way into my fingers, which I don't just take the first one, I scrabble around and one magically seems to slip in between my fingers and it always contains the answer in some form or another. It might be the complete answer from the, from the interpretation by Ralph, or it might be just a sentence or whatever, but it always answers it. So as I was going through the um, lead-up, particularly to my um, radiation, I was thinking, oh, am I on the right track here? What am I doing? So I was very, very shaken up. Uh, after all the surgery and and knowing all the things that were going to happen. As I prepared for the radiotherapy, I pulled a rune, and it was the rune of Kano, K-A-N-O, and it called for, quote, giving up the old and preparing for Mm. a time to live empty and also develop inner stability so that really described what i was going through it went on to say that failure to face up to the death of part of myself would constitute a loss of opportunity now that death of myself i realized afterwards when i thought about it was the death of that in part inside him. was the cancer that was a part of me that had died and needed oh. to be cut out and removed so i i got the answer that i really needed that i was on track that everything that I was doing at that particular stage, that blackness, had manifested as, as cancer, and it had to be removed. It was an opportunity uh, and not some kind of punishment that right. I was undergoing.
1: Right. So what did And I, the...
0: I pulled runes at various stages and yeah. kept notes of them. I kept an audio diary, by the way, all mm. the way through my partner, Anne, who my, my wonderful caregiver. Um, she has suggested about the audio diary, and it's it helped us enormously remembering everything as we put our book together.
1: Right, right. And it probably was a catharsis just to do that, to, to get it out of you. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, when you, you know, there's also, I mean, I, I've i read so many books on how Body, Mind, Spirit, which I know you're into, what do you think that that cancer represented that you also had to die within your psyche? What do you think?
0: Yeah, I I think that rune just kicked off the whole process of of getting rid of some of the blackness that was inside of me, Mm. uh, the past events. And and it made me, I mean, whenever you get something like cancer, uh, you go into a very sort of a, a shell for a while, a real bubble. Mm-hmm. And become very, very self-focused, and this is why the, the the role of the caregiver is so important, and and really cannot be underemphasized, and or uh, cannot be overemphasized. I would right, mean right. I, I meant to say uh, it, it really is so so vital to the whole process, and and that's why I'm, I'm so delighted to have written this book with with Anne, but that part of me that. Needed to be removed. First of all, needed to be recognised, mm. and I had to realise that while I'd done all sorts of good things, yeah, uh, you know, like everybody else, I've made a lot of mistakes. I've did some horrible things in my life, uh, not intentionally at the time, but that's the way life works out. So I had to work out what it is that I needed to change, because after a life-changing episode like this, shall we say? Um, you can't just go back and say, all right, that's it, it's over now, I'll go back to what I was doing before. If you do, you've lost the whole point of the exercise. But by transforming, letting go of the old to open the way for the new, then that's a transformative experience, which in astrology we'd relate to the the planet Pluto, the death of the old for the birth of the new. Mm. And that is so important and I realized that I needed to look back on my life and i I'd worked so hard and, and many, many long hours and all sorts of things like this. I, I had neglected a lot of my family duties and my family relationships. And I realized that for a start, that was something that, that needed to be rectified. And, and this whole process certainly brought about a, a tremendous change in my life. How and it has kept on unfolding ever since.
1: Yeah. What is your sign? What's your sun sign?
0: My my birth sign is uh, Cancer. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> interesting! Yeah, well, but you're very deep, you know, the water and and all that. Um, you know.
0: Yeah, that, that's very really true. I, I've got other aspects in in astrology. We we study the whole shebang, not just where the sun is. Uh, so it, it can do a, a huge analysis of who we are, where we are, what we're doing, right. what we brought back with us, our purpose, all of these things. Yeah, so you're right. I mean, there is a lot of depth, but there's also
1: but I family. Family is very
0: important,
1: and isn't family really important to cancer to be nurturing and stuff too? So very much. Yeah. So very that was much. that's interesting that you had kind of neglected that nurturing side, nurturing yourself, nurturing your family. So that, that's interesting, yeah, huh?
0: Yeah, I'm just, and I've I've learned to overcome that um, and get back into that nurturing side. I've, I've mended a lot of fences and done all sorts of really good things. So um, you you were spot on. I mean, the cancer, the family, uh, everything like that is just so so integrated.
1: Interesting, fascinating, huh? So, um, h- how did you, how, you know, if you were to say. In terms of when you look at your chart, okay, did you see something coming on your chart that kind of let you know your your life chart? Were you able to see something there?
0: Well, no, I wasn't because I don't do that sort of thing. Oh. I'm, I'm busy doing other people's charts them and, <laughs> helping them and, and all the other work I'm doing.
1: See, that and was another thing you neglected. You neglected yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Exactly. I don't become introspective like that. I mean, every now and then, um, something was happening recently, and Anne said to me, well, have you looked at a chart? Said, uh, well, no, I haven't, actually. <laughs> yeah. so I guess it's the same as a doctor, you know, yeah. uh, going in there. and The last thing they do is have a look at their own health. They got to go and get somebody else.
1: <laughs> right, right. That's, that's interesting. So... Um, I- what about um, those people, what do you want to say to people who are experiencing a great illness like, like cancer right now? What, what would you like them to get out of your book and out of this conversation?
0: Well, I think, as I mentioned at the very beginning, one of the most important things is to take some form of responsibility. Now, you have either created or co-created the whole condition. Now, people don't want to always think about that. They think, "Oh, well, it's I, I, I've just got it." But nobody walked past with a spray gun and sort of sprayed you with cancer or something right, like that. Right. It's part of what your life is all about. Maybe it's your diet. Maybe it's your lifestyle. All sorts of things, stress, many things. People bury things. I, I believe that anger. You know, a lot of people who bury things very, very deep, yeah, anger included. That if there's a blackness within, uh, we've got to keep. We can't keep pushing things down, down, down. It's going to have some kind of impact. So with cancer, most of the uh, doctors will turn around and say, oh, well, it's it's something like smoking. And the first question I was asked, I said, well, no, I'm I'm not a smoker, never have been. What about drinking? Well, I have a glass of wine every now and then with dinner, but I'm not a drinker either. So it turned out that there, there were various other things, other factors. But then I realized when I was writing the book and I was doing a bit of research on passive smoking that... I used to MC a lot of events because I used to be a uh, TV sports anchor back in the 70s. Mm. And I was invited to uh, MC a lot of events, big dinners, award ceremonies, all of these things for the large football associations and all sorts of things like that. And I was in a room full of smokers.
1: Secondhand smoke, yeah.
0: Secondhand smoke was, or we Second yeah. secondhand smoke, passive smoke, whatever you yeah. want. yeah. That is organized, uh, recognized, at least by the Cancer Council, as being a significant catalyst for throat cancer. So I figured that that's... As, uh, and, and when I asked my spirit team, they, they agreed that that was one of the catalysts. Mm-hmm. There were other things as well, but that was the main catalyst. That was the main trigger.
1: And the other thing I would think would be helpful is um, meditation
0: and... Very much so. But once you recognize the fact that you've had an input into this, then you need to be able to do something about the healing as well and not just give your power away and say, okay, doctor, doctor, help me, help me. Yeah, right. You've got to be in there. You've got to play your part. I started off with meditation, and I asked for help, and I asked for advice, and also consulted my own intuition because you can't always just sort of put it out there and, and ask somebody else. You've got to start taking responsibility yourself and do something and not become a victim. Give your power away. Yeah,
1: and, and we're just... for
0: me. Yeah,
1: I was just going to say, we're just about out of time, so people are going to have to get a hold of this book, The Joy of Living, Postponing the Afterlife, by Barry Eaton, and it's E-A-T-O-N, and it's Rockpool Publishing, and just give your website, and then it's time for us to go.
0: Okay, Mary, thank you very much. My best website is my radio website, Radio Out There. Three words, but they're all joined together, radiooutthere.com. And the link to the book and all my other work is on there as well. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for being a guest on your program today. I loved it.
1: This was really fun. If you want me, I'll be a guest on your show to talk about my book. (laughs) so you yeah let's do it yeah okay you are wonderful and i love your voice and i love what you're doing to help other people with cancer and other ailments for them to take responsibility and to be positive and to really change their life and realize that it's it's an opportunity for growth so thank you so much and we will talk to you and have you back again okay
0: great lovely thank you my pleasure
1: You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM and Irvine and KUCI.org on the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning at 830 a.m. And visit our website at ConflictHealing.com.
0: The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide.